As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hi, it's Monty here for this episode of On Farm, the Food, Agriculture and Rural Matters podcast. We're on an arable farm called Leary Law at Broxburn in West Lothian, which is farmed by the Dandy family. And we're here as guests of SAYFC, the Scottish Association of Young Farmers Clubs, and specifically their Agri-Affairs Committee, because it's their annual conference weekend. And we're just waiting on the bus arriving, and I'm here just before they arrive, with our sponsor for this episode from Gillespie McAndrew. We've got Dave Halligan joining us. Thanks, Monty. Yeah, so Gillespie McAndrew being a full-service law firm that serves all of Scotland and across the border as well in some circumstances. I'm from the Land and Rural Business Team where we focus on all agricultural matters, landed estates, um, and anything that uh, ticks in the rural world. And this is a blast from the past for you because you've a young farmer's background, is that right? To some extent, Monty, uh, as you can tell from my voice, I'm not Scottish myself. I'm from Canada, uh, where I was uh, a former member of the Junior Farmers Association of Ontario for Prince Edward County. So hopefully we have some listeners from the county today. I, I want to cut you short there because we've got to go because here's the bus coming. So let's go and meet some of these young farmers. Crawford. Crawford. Uh, sorry, I was I'm Monty. Oh Monty, that's the podcast. Yes, hi, right up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yes, hi, how are you? Uh, well, 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 Morning, David. How are you Morning. doing? Not bad yourself. Yeah, good, good, good. Are you, are you ready for this onslaught? I think so, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> Time will tell. Good. So, what, what are we doing? We're just having a look around the farm? And yeah, look around the yeah. farm. Eh? I'll give a, an introduction after, but we're mainly an arable unit and we've got beef cattle as well. So, yeah, just have a walk around and hopefully plenty of questions asked and we'll yeah. see how it goes. Uh, cool. Hey, good. You want to just head over to that shed with the start on that one? I'm Crawford McLaren, I'm the uh, East Agri and Rural Affairs Chairman for SAYFC. Um, we are here this weekend at the Agri and Rural Affairs Conference, which happens every year. Um, so this year we're in Edinburgh. Um, so we're, we're uh, on various farm tours and uh, forestry tours this morning. There's a beef visit down in Gala Shields, and we're here with the arable visit at Leary Law Farm uh, by the, the Dandy family, the permission of the Dandy family. Uh, so the rest of the, the conference is... Uh, uh, various panel sessions and breakout sessions into uh, looking at different aspects of farming, uh, rural rural activity, and uh, different diversifications in the business. Um, so, and last night there was a panel session at Craig East Farm Shop uh, with a night out afterwards in Edinburgh. And uh, later on this evening there's an awards due 
uh, in association with the rest of SAYFC, um, first of its kind for us, uh, for uh, rewarding anybody that's it's put extra work into young farmers for their club or for a district or uh, the unsung heroes of young farmers, giving them a bit, a bit of recognition. Um, so that's what the, the Agri Fairs weekend is all about this year. Um, and hopefully everybody enjoys it and takes away lots from it and uh, adds new ideas and operations to their own businesses at home. This trip specifically that we're on is, uh, is uh, any of these visits, you want to see what uh, somebody else is doing compared to what you're doing at home. Are we doing the correct thing? Can we do something slightly differently? It's really just an ideas-taking opportunity. Uh, it's actually what most of this whole weekend, every year is about, is, is, is bringing ideas, seeing other people's ideas, um, sharing them with everybody else, and just chatting about the industry and, and where it's going to go in the future and what you're doing now. Can we do it differently, more efficiently, more carbon efficiently? Um, and yeah, just trying to be better at what we're doing. <laughs> right guys, we'll uh, make a wee start. So I'd just like to welcome you all along here to Leary Law Farm of uh, Walter Dandy and Sons. Um, quick introduction, this is David Dandy, uh, running a operation of 3,000 acres, uh, 500 owned, 2,500 contract farmed. Um, so I'll just hand straight over to David and he'll do a further introduction and welcome around. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all here. And I might say you're actually all looking more fresh-faced than I, I thought you would. Uh, I'll give you a brief introduction to the farm. My grandfather bought Leary Law Farm in the mid-60s. Uh, when he bought it, it was actually a dairy farm and it consisted of 120 acres. From the mid-60s to 1983, I think was the last time we bought land, they expanded it up to 500 acres of own ground. And, uh, 1993, we took on our first contract farm agreement, and since then we now run seven contract farming agreements in the area, so two and a half thousand acre contract farmed, 500 owned. We primarily are an arable unit. We grow winter barley, winter oilseed rape, winter wheat, and spring barley, and that leaves about 250 acres of grassland uh, for the beef cattle unit. We have 80 cows, limousine cross cows, which uh, start calving end of January. We supply two butchers every week, so there's five cattle, goes to the butchers every week, and we sell the surplus cattle to the Cali market. Soil types about here, we, we range quite considerably. The ground round about the farm here itself is very light, sandy, easy work soil. The town of Broxburn sits down there, once we go over the town of Broxbourne, we get into heavy clay or soil, but it works quite well for our rotation. The heavier ground, we, we generally run a five-year rotation. So like I say, wheat, eh, winter barley, oilseed rape, first year wheat. The heavy ground then gets a second year wheat. The light ground will go to a spring barley and then year five, spring barley, back round again. So we've just come out of the machinery shed and I've grabbed this man here for a quick word. What's your name, sir? It's uh, David Black from Kinross Young Farmers. David, we actually chatted um, at a Young Farmers meeting previously when I was doing some mentoring, didn't we? Because you're a fan of the podcast, is that right? I do, I do enjoy my podcast and the tractor. It's a good way to pass the time. So. Good, good. You, you listen to On Farm, don't you? Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> good man, good man. Um, what's your take on, on the visit so far? What are you, what are you learning? Are you... Well, it's always good to get out and see what other people are doing. And I think it's brilliant when you see someone that's doing contract farming, they have a real grip of their cost. And I think that's something that's really important nowadays. And there's not many industries you go into that people don't actually know their production cost. And it's, um, it's good the attention to detail they've got here. So really enjoying that. 
got two set of rollers, so this is the 10.3 metre, the kind of light set. We've also got an 8.2 metre set of rollers. I don't think they're here, I think they're up at the other farm. Uh, they've got shatter boards on them as well. So we, we use them uh, quite often. So when we're double cultivating, uh, we'll, we'll rip a shallow pass that's about four inches deep. And then we run the rollers with the shatter boards over just to get more of a tilth. And then we go back in the cultivator deep again to sow rape. So the, the 8.2s are they're a heavier set, they're more used for a kind of tillage more as anything. I think the rake, it's just a single rotor rake, I think it's at the back. Uh, rake it up, lift it with the forage wagon. Forage wagon's actually shared with another farmer. Uh, so we own 50%, they own 50%. Uh, works quite well, we do our first cut first. Then they're, they're about 10 miles further west than here. Uh, so they're doing their first cut and second cuts later, so it works. It works quite well, and you can share the. No, no, there's a lot of cost with a, a wagon you're running it, but you can share your cost with them. I'm Heber, I'm from up in Caithness, and we've come into a different shed here at Leary Law um, to see some more bits of kit. Um, there's some big bits of kit kicking about in the shed. Um, so I came on this visit just to kind of see a different part of the country. Um, obviously, we've not got a lot of arable up in. Caithness, or it's all kind of small kind of areas, so it's good to see a bigger farm and see a kind of different setup to what we have up north. Being part of young farmers means you get to meet folk from all over the country, from like all walks of life, um, so it's quite good to come down here and meet folk from other parts of the country outside Caithness. Just looking round here, what are we? Are we half a mile away from Broxburn? Yeah. And that's new houses there. Mm -hmm. How under threat do you feel? They say they won't cross the 89. They won't cross the 89. Well, they say that. Right. But it's either under threat or it's big bucks at one well, point. Yeah. Or, you know, how do you feel about that? Well, if they ever come, I think they'll need to take the whole take place because the they'll need to yes. relocate the farm if they ever, yeah. you know, yeah. come. But I don't know if they will. The, the 20 or 30 year plan for housing, eh, that's stuff we contract farms. So they seem to be more concentrating and going that way. So. I don't think we're under threat. So is this like almost a, a green corridor yeah, between is, the motorway and yeah, the... And the uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think if they do cross over, they'll need to say they're going to the motorway as the next barrier, which is quite a lot of ground. But yeah, like I say, they seem to be going the, up the way. So I don't think we're in any imminent risk. And just to give us, a, again, a sense of where we are, describe the, the shale bing and a wee bit of a background as to what that is. That's my knowledge now. So... <laughs> The orange hill is shale, which was mined out the ground here. So all this ground here is undermined uh, back in late 1800s, early 1900s. So roughly that's 50% of what they took out the ground. And it came out the ground a kind of black colour. They burnt it to get the oil out of it. So almost like paraffin, but it was classed as shale oil, but it's almost like paraffin. And then that was heaped up as the spill. So that was all put there with man and cart and horses all brought out of the ground. There's tunnels everywhere round about here. You can see the old maps of where it was mined. It came out of the ground. Once it was burnt, sorry, it was a kind of grey, dusty colour and it's turned orange over time. But it can be very interesting at times round about here when you're uh, draining and you're following a drain to replace it and you get it and it suddenly just starts going down and down and then you get a bit of tin sheet <laughs> and you lift the tin sheet and it's just a vent shaft going down and that's the drain. You're kind of standing there going, Oh, I hope this holds. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had a few collapses over the years. Cattle, cattle, cattle had to dig a, dig a bullock out one day. His head was just sitting above the ground. 
must have, must have been lying down because it's still in a perfect lying position <laughs> and the shaft just must have went. It was only down about six feet. Six feet, wasn't it? But I, I was quite happily in the wee entombed in ground, but yeah. There's occasionally some sinkholes. There must have been some of the entrances to the shaft and the air vents when they sealed them off. They would maybe go 10 or 15 foot down and just done it with sleepers, wooden sleepers, and then put them all up with soil. So you occasionally get a perfectly round hole because the wood's rotted and everything's went down maybe 20, 30 foot. Luckily, it's never happened when we've been driving over it. But <laughs> and like the surface of the moon up there. Yeah. 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 Just introduce yourself, um, who you are, where you're from, why you're here today. Amy Jo Reid, I'm from Arbor up in Murray at Speyside. I'm this year's Vice Chair for the Agri and Rural Affairs Committee and we're here at Dandy Farm looking at cattle and arable. And are you having a, is it a good visit so far Amy? Yeah it's really good, it's really interesting. They know their costs and they're not scared to be honest and open and tell you exactly what they think and what they're doing here. Mm -hmm. So we're learning a lot from it and gaining a lot from the speakers so no, it's, it's been really interesting. Did you say you're a chair of the Agri Affairs Committee? Vice chair. Vice this chair, year, yeah. What does that involve? Um, so the Agri and Rural Affairs Committee is almost like a separate sort of group underneath the SEYFC umbrella so it's sort of go more back to our grassroots so it's for our farming members who are interested in agriculture in any way at all and that's specifically what we do because SEYC covers so many different things it's such a broad organisation but we are very much the agri side and the, the farming side which I'm really interested in and um, so I got really involved and got gotten a lot out of it and really enjoy it. So this this weekend is, is, is conference so what's what's conference and what, what are you going to get out of the conference and what you're going to enjoy about this? Yeah, conference is the highlight for me for the agri calendar and um, you get so many different people we've got uh, delegates here from northern ireland which is really good and all over scotland and you meet other young farmers that you maybe haven't met before you learn different ways of farming you get different ideas you come to farms like this and you see something you think well that could be interesting i could take that home so it's it's a social as well but it's all about learning and experiencing and i get a lot out of the agri weekend as you say, you know, young farmers is, is, is for everyone. You don't have to be in farming. You don't have to work in farming. You don't have to have a farming background. But this part of it, the Agri Affairs Committee, as you say, this is about your roots. This is about farming. This is about learning about farming and having your voice in like policy and things. Is that right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, we do a lot of work behind the scenes, working on sort of manifestos, looking at the policy going forward. We've got another survey coming out in the next couple of weeks to find out what the members want because we are the future of the well, the organisation but also the agricultural sector so it's great that other industry bodies speak to us to find out what we want and what our opinions are because it will affect us and our working lives and all the decades to come. And do you find that there is enough of that? Is there enough of industry bodies coming to you and saying what do you think because you're the ones that this is going to affect more? It's definitely getting better. It could always improve, but I would say we've got some really good relationships with some, uh, some brilliant organisations, some really good collaborations that we're working on. We've built another two new collaborations this year uh, with the Morden Institute and the National Sheep Association. Okay. So we're always working on it. And yeah, I think they do come to us and they do listen. So it's really positive. So if you're saying they listen, if they were listening to this podcast, what would you what would you say? What's the message? You, you, you're a serious you're a serious body with serious views. Yes, definitely. And we know what we're talking about. We know what we want. We have opinions. So listen to us. But let's lighten the mood for a little bit because it is a it is a weekend conference, and and there was the, you were all out last night, weren't you? It's been it's been fun as well. Definitely, you can't have all work and no play. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly, um, I remember my days in Young Farmers, I'm not sure I would have made it this far in a farm tour after a Friday night out, so well done. No, I'm impressed by everyone, we're uh, pretty fresh-faced. <laughs> Good.
good. This is uh, just the cow shed. Uh, it was purpose built for calving the cows in. Nice area shed for, for the calves. It's got cameras and everything up on the roof uh, just so we can check it remotely. Uh, yeah, it's a nice light area shed for them. It's been quite interesting so far, hasn't it? We've we've seen um, we're seeing a really good large scale operation here, and we've got um, I think I, I did introduce him earlier, um, but just again we've got Dave Halligan from uh, Gillespie McAndrew who are sponsoring this episode. But Dave's got an interesting um, background too because uh, from Canada and and he was a young farmer out there. Dave, what are you what are you making of this from a, from a from a Canadian ex young farmer's point of view? Well, I think the, the the major thing is that uh, it might have been a slow start of the questions, but I think the questions have come through quite hard and fast in, mm. uh, in a lot of different areas. And um, I think David's been excellent of just kind of t- chatting in relation to the, the underlying, uh, it's a business, it's a cost. And uh, I think there's a lot of takeaways for uh, the, the farmers here today. And you can see that um, they've come nice and kitted in their brand new hats that they got <laughs> at the, the conference uh, yesterday. Um, but I think as well, uh, you're, you're kind of seeing a lot outside the box thinking here um, they're really looking towards the future and uh, how they can kind of uh, progress I think the big thing as well is um, in relation to uh, the same issues across the board in relation to cost whether it's diesel cost feed cost or um, the labor cost uh, it, it doesn't matter what farm you're kind of looking at uh, it's across the country it's here it's Canada it's New Zealand as well so um, it's, it's quite interesting that the, the narratives are uh, crossing the border Monty mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, I'm quite interested in, in, in your take on this um, basically from a from a from a young farmer's perspective was this you know the kind of thing that you would have done in, in Canada these, these sort of agri-affairs conferences we, we're, we're hearing you know agri-affairs is really them getting back to the roots this is them you know a celebrating their, their farming side of things and, and learning and you know taking taking preparing people to be the next generation of, of farmers um, as opposed to the wider thing of young farmers now which is the social and what have you and people from any background are involved I mean did you have this kind of thing in Canada what's what you they do they do uh, and um I think the one thing to remember about Ontario is the size uh, that multiple Scotlands could fit inside of it. Uh, and I was kind of mentioning to one of the farmers earlier that um, we have the ability to have uh, different things grown in different parts of the province. Um, so for them, uh, it's kind of uh, different counties across Ontario, Oxford, Wellington, uh, Prince Edward County. Um, it's almost a microcosm that you could see different farms and different action and uh, um what I think the benefit of myself living here and uh, in relation to Scotch young farmers is um, that the community is uh, so easily replicated that um, you can see that uh, they're really keen to see what happens in Dumfries and what happens here in West Lothian and what happens here in Aberdeenshire. Um, that when they do come together, though it is much easier geographically, um, they can still create those connections, whether it's in their own community or whether it's as a whole. And I think um, they've done a fantastic job um, just hosting events like this, that um, they're, they're taking the ability of geography to to, to the next level. So so from, from Gillespie McAndrew's point of view, um, you're, you're you're happy to be involved in this, and it's it's you know we're delighted you're you're involved on board for the podcast. You're happy then, a hundred percent. I think from our perspective as well that um, in relation to what we were speaking about earlier about uh, farming being a business, um, that we want to be there hand in hand, um, and we have a lot of 
fantastic questions this morning that you can see that the, the future of Scottish agriculture needs very smart minds like that have come out today. Some hungover minds, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think they're making it through this morning. Uh, but in that regard, there's a lot of issues that will come up. Hopefully we can help them out. But as well, uh, the importance for us is uh, being able to come out on farm. You don't need to come into our office to, to have a conversation. And I think um, taking a variety of perspectives, whether it's mine or whether it's yours, Monty, we can bring a different uh, different view to the table, hopefully. So we're just going round to the, the next grain shed, which we use for tapping wet grain. Uh, there's some bits of machinery in there we can see as well, some ploughs and the grain trailers and the grain pit. The grain dryer is important to the farm to give us a sellable uh, crop at the end of the day, uh, because we need to dry the grain so the moisture is low enough to store uh, and so we don't get an additional cost when we sell it that somebody else needs to dry it. So it's quite an important machine on the farm. <laughs> so this is the shed we kind of use for tipping white grain in. It's also kind of used as an extension to the workshop. The stone wall there, that's the original shed left on the farm, which is the workshop, which is actually, to be all honest, not fit for purpose anymore because we can't actually get a tractor in it because the door's too low. So we kind of use this as the extension now. Actually, there's two grain trailers at the bottom there, two brockens with the grain trailers. There's one behind that one, that's the grain pit there for the intake to the dryer, so you come in through the, the roller door there to tap, and we tap grain here as well. The other baller we're finding, the roofs are getting quite low. They never, they never thought when they built these sheds in the 60s that things were going to get bigger. Uh, so you've got to watch when you tap in here. But we use this for tipping some wet grain, and the rest gets tipped outside. Uh, but yeah, that's really, really all we are in here. And I think that's really the last shed. The workshop's next door. There's a couple of other sheds across here if you want to look, but one's fully uh, seed barley and the other one's got some wheat in it if you want to see some of the wheat in the ground. But I uh, think that kind of just about wraps up the meeting today. Uh, I'd just like to hand over to Ben Clement for a wee vote of thanks. Yeah, uh, on behalf of um, Agri and Rural Affairs, I'd like to, to thank you guys uh, for having us today. It's, it's fantastic to come to places where people are so honest and open and willing to, to tell us everything because that's what we're here for. We're here to learn. and. Um, I hope everybody agrees we have, we'll all go away taking um, something from today and it's fantastic. And also a thank you to um, On Farm for the podcast for coming and uh, today as well just to, to hear what, uh, what goes on at Agri Affairs Conference. So yeah, on behalf of um, Agri and Rural Affairs, I'd like to join in the usual manner and say thanks to the Dandy family for having us. Good visit, Crawford. Yep, thoroughly enjoyed the visit here this morning. Uh, the Dandies are obviously quite an efficient operation, so it's nice to try and learn from what they're doing correctly and see what we can change. What have you learned? That uh, keeping a lid on your costs isn't everything. It's, it's just keeping an eye on the whole job. Every little detail is, is important, uh, from the simple things, keeping your limes correct, keeping the cattle correct, just simple things are what makes the difference. It's, uh, it's what we're taking away from today, I think, really. David, what have you learned today? Uh, I have to echo Crawford there as well. I think um, definitely keeping an eye on your costs and your attention to details, everything when you're when you're at that scale, the little things make a big difference. Have a good uh, have a good rest of the conference and maybe don't get quite as drunk tonight as you did last <laughs> night, boys. Nah, we'll try our best. <laughs> Never easy though. <laughs> no, thank you very much for having us. Thanks yeah, for coming perfect. In. Thanks for having thank there's actually been a lot of Daves and Davids in this episode, but we're going to have a, a last word with the host farmer, David Dandy. David, have you enjoyed having the young farmers today? I have, it's been good. Yeah, it has been. I always feel with these visits, 
when they start asking questions, I, I learn or get as much out of it as what they do. So it's been quite quite enjoyable. It's interesting. I mean, I was just thinking back to, to my, my time in Young Farmers, which is 20, 25 years ago. And I think I could have come here then and, and you know, you would it would have been a kind of similar setup in terms of you're, you're doing the kind of what you'd almost say more traditional way of things with ploughing and, 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 and power hiring and things. But really interesting to see you believe that's still the way and you're making that work for you. Yeah, yeah, I do. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a system. I've seen neighbours try direct drilling, fill and tilling, and they get away with it for a few years and I can see the weed problems. You see their yields drop and, yeah... It maybe, it maybe works if you're thinking, well, I'm not spending as much on it, maybe not getting as much out, but I just see it as a slippery slope, whereas we are trying to maintain our yields. Uh, it's maybe a slightly dearer establishment method, but we're getting the yield there at the end. And at the end of the day, I still think yield is king. That's what pays yeah, the bill. So, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. a system that's no, working. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been really interesting for us. Hope it's really interesting for the listeners. I think the young farmers are away on the bus thinking what, a, what a, an interesting uh, morning and i hope they have a a, a good uh, a good rest of the conference yeah i think they all yeah yeah it's interesting you know young farmers some of them will be going home to their own farms some of them will be going into careers in the industry some of them might go out with the industry some of them might end up working for for, for businesses like yours um you know we're in safe hands with people like that they seem to be yeah they, no definitely they they seem to be pretty well clued up. They're all asking quite good, interesting questions. So, yeah, they've got a, a very good knowledge there of a working farm and that will stand them in good stead, you know, going forward to the future. But it does come down to, you know, it maybe even not so much just young farmers, as it were, but it does come down to the fact that as an industry, I suppose as with a lot of industries, a lot of sectors, we're going to run out of people to, 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 to be the staff, be the, the managers, be the people in, in to take the businesses forward in the future. Yes, no, we definitely are. Uh, I think I touched on that earlier. Uh, for us, for getting seasonal workers, it's definitely getting you know harder to get that that uh, group of people that want to come and, and do the hours that's associated with farming. Uh, so yeah, going forward, I think it will be will be harder. There's there's a lot more sectors that look more enticing for less hours, more pay. I've always kind of thought farming it's it's not really a job. You have to look at it. It's more a it is definitely a lifestyle. You've got to you've you got to help. I, I love can it. See yeah. you love it. Yeah. You love yeah. it and you live it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think again from this visit, that's 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 clear to see. So mm. so well done and thanks for thanks for having us here and thank you. No, no problem. Kind of on behalf of the young farmers, thank you for having them. No and my final word, Dave Halligan. With lots of Daves, as I say, but Dave Halligan from Gillespie McAndrew. You've had a good morning. Yeah, we had an excellent morning, and I think um, to bring a bit of Canada this morning, we've had quite the chill to the bone, so I think the young farmers are happy to get back on the bus. But uh, hopefully their heads full with a lot of great ideas of what they learned today. And I think there's a few things to take away to take to their own farms. Um, and as uh, David Dandy highlighted as well, hopefully the industry's in good hands, and we can see that today. Um, and as highlighted on the podcast before, you're not in it for the gold watch, you're in it for the lifestyle, and I think we got a lot of people on that route today. Cool. Good. It's been great to have you with us, Dave, because this on-farm podcast, it can't happen without sponsors. And, you know, if you're out there and you want to be involved, get in touch. We'd always love to hear from you if you want to sponsor. Sometimes we have a representative from the sponsor with us on the farm. Sometimes they don't. But today it's been brilliant that Dave Halligan has joined us and it's made it a really interesting chat for me as well, hearing all about his days in the Canadian equivalent of Young Farmers. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoy this episode of On Farm. Um, if you do, please like, please share. 
um, please tell others about it and a particular shout out to the SAYFC members who are listening if it's their first time listening hopefully you'll stick with us we're all about food agriculture and rural matters and we put out a new episode every Monday so enjoy and we've got a big back catalogue that you can step back into as well thank you <laughs>